Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to look at uh, some of the geopolitical aspects of this and the economic ties we have with China and what we should learn about it. Karen Woods is joining us, a co-founder of the Canadian Chinese Political Affairs Committee and an author at Geopolitics. Karen Woods, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Arlene. Happy to be on your show. Hey, here we are, and it is becoming so layered. Karen, you know, as we are bracing ourselves, and that is the word that we're being used, we know with the two Michaels, China has been very clear. They said we're going to retaliate after uh, the expulsion of the diplomat. What can they do, Karen? How real is that? Well, I think your your listeners need to understand there is a difference between what China can do and what China will do. So let's talk about what China can do, first of all. Well, as I've said on social media a few days ago, China has far more tools in its tool set than enough to hurt us. Some of the things that they can start doing again is to place sanctions on our soybeans export as well as our iron ore exports. And just uh, to give you some numbers, Back in 2020, our iron ore export has reached about $2.7 billion. That's billion with a B. And Canada has become the world's largest iron exporter to China. So if they turn off that tab, uh, mm-hmm. if they turn off that tab, it's going to hurt our workers and the natural resources, specifically the mining sectors, greatly. So we don't want that to happen. And they can just kind of flip through some of their playbooks uh, back in 2019 and 2020 and decide to put a cap on canola seeds and soybeans mm-hmm. and wheat, as well as international students and tourism. And those are obviously going to hurt Canadian economic interests, to say the very least. Now, will they do that? Um, maybe, maybe not, because their own economics are not that great. Latest government data coming out of Beijing has shown a significant slowdown in economic activities in April. So we'll have to see. Yeah, what what kind of weapons they're going to use. Karen, what do we do? Uh, Preemptive strike right now. They said they would retaliate. What kind of power does Canada have right now that you see economically? Well, just to give everybody a little bit of background on China's sanction of our canola what happened is, yes, China placed a sanction and quote on our canola seeds, but the Canadian, our Canadian farmers actually had to ship them to a tertiary intermediary, and in that case, that's the United Arab Emirates, um, in order to circumvent the sanctions. So at the end of the day, China itself is actually paying for the extra freight costs as well. So. I don't think we should just think sanctions hurt Canada only. It hurts Chinese as well. But in terms of what we can do, I think mm-hmm. we need to work very closely with our like-minded Five Law Five I Alliance partners. Um, we need to absolutely pass this foreign entities registry, which the government house leader said on Friday that it will be passed. So, which is very good. And I do think that the Trudeau government has not been very prudent on this issue. For example, we haven't really started probing to understand the activities 
of China's front organization, um, which is part of the extension of their oversee designated community leaders program on Canadian soil. And those organizations, as I have put out on my pinned tweet, have been taking Canadian taxpayer-funded grants for the past decades, which amounts to sometimes mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Yeah, so it's foolish. Right. It's fool. Yeah, we're being very, very foolish here. Karen, I do just want to ask you something. You know, from the from the Chinese-Canadian community and all the things that you know, we've been hearing this. People have been suffering from this in the jails and felt that it was happening to them. And then we're seeing how deeply political it is, Karen. Are you surprised where we are right now? Because it's complicated. I've used the word layered, but this is, um, may I say, a lasagna of worry here. There's just uh, everywhere you go, deeper and deeper, we're finding something else. Is it a shock to you at all? It's no shock to most people, not just Chinese Canadians who are active in the space. But if you were talking to a CSIS um, operator today, he or she would have told you the same thing. No, we're not surprised at all. And really, yes, you're absolutely right. This is a layered and complicated and complex situation. But it is also very much a result of years of negligence and complacency um, of both political parties. And like you said, it seems silly that Canadian taxpayers have been funding these organizations for the past decade or two decades. But I hope it is time that government agencies and ministries start mm-hmm. auditing some of these uh, organizations. And perhaps we shouldn't fund organizations that do Beijing's bidding with our taxpayers' dollar. And I think the majority of Canadians, regardless of political stripes, would agree with me. It's true. I mean, you know, as we find out more and more, we just see the the ties. We've been very, we called it, and I, I spoke about it at the beginning of the show today, Karen, I think, didn't we call it engagement? And certainly that was part of what we did as we looked at the the Olympic Games that were being held in Beijing, and they were all supposed to come around. And some of the things that you're mentioning and grants and availability of Canadian funds, that was supposed to be engagement, but look where we are. Exactly. I mean, anybody who thinks that this is just going to be sort of a biopsy or colonoscopy uh, colonoscopy (laughs) operation is naive. This is, and this must be a full court press surgery. Surgery. Right of the rod in our our public Mm -hmm. discourse, in our civic space, because, um, you know, Rome is not built in one day. And the Chinese have certainly been very sophisticated and thoughtful than us. Look, they're sucking and parasiting off our public rent to do things, undermining our own democratic institutions and against our own interest. How is it possible that a Chinese diplomat, now I'm not suggesting Zhao Wei hired mm-hmm. bouncers to apprehend mm-hmm. Michael Chan's relatives in Hong Kong, but he most likely collected information on him. But how is it that he was able to continued to do that, while CSIS has always been aware that, you know, people like Michael Chen has had meetings with Chinese consulate officials at restaurants, openly, without, you know, having us actioning on, um, on the basis of national security. That just baffles my mind. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.
Have a great weekend.